for the first Sunday of 2019, taken from the book of Philippians, Philippians 2, 12 to 18. Philippians 2, 12 to 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like a star in the sky. As you hold family to the word of life, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the great things he has done. What a joy it is to be in the presence of God. He gives us testimonies. He wants us to praise him, to acknowledge his goodness, to acknowledge his love that has made all things possible, including the gift of being in his presence because we are his children. The gift of a brand new year, the gift of a Sunday, the gift of sitting near somebody, the gift of being able to walk, the gift of even catching this service uh, being streamed alive, uh, not on your phone as you sit here, but those who are not able to come in the ministry, in prisons, in hospitals, uh, the gift of traveling messes granted some people to come from cold country uh, to hot country, and uh, all, all the above, you are all welcome back. Hallelujah. Today we start looking at the theme for the year. Shine. Shine. Tell somebody, shine. Shine, shine. And as we will see, the shine is an acronym. S is what? Spirituality. H is holiness. I is integrity. N is nationalism. And E is evangelism. Now, during the course of the year, you'll be seeing from different angles. The thing I like about God is that, I mean, his word is so rich that people can look at it depending on their background, their expertise, their academic level, their profession, and they will see different, different things, and you will benefit from it. So if, if even you think that you know it, you hear somebody come and talk about shining from the point of view of physics, you say, physics, hey, I said, what? I didn't think about it. That's a physicist. He was talking about it. There was this gentleman who 
said he learned a good lesson. He wrote his PhD in the healing of Jesus in Luke. And because he thought Luke was a doctor and he had mastered Luke and wrote his PhD, he knew everything. The following week, he went to a seminar and there was the healing ministry of Jesus in Mark. So he just opened his mouth like that and said, ah, eh, I don't know anything. So we should study and allow the Lord to speak to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we'll break it down. Shining for God, walking in the light, spreading the light and becoming brighter. So these are the aspects that we'll be looking at during the course of the year. Mine is just to give you a highlight today to capture it. And to simply say, when we look at Philippians chapter 2, from verses 12 to 18, the word shining is captured over there. It was written to a group of people, the church in Philippi. That was a church that Paul had worked with. It was in that town that he was beaten up and locked up for doing what? There's a demon-possessed woman who was there talking, talking. These men are from God. Listen to them, listen to them, listen to them. <sighs> Good lesson for us in Ghana. And as they were talking, 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 the man, later on, he was so incensed in the spirit and said, look, this girl, stop this, because what you are saying is not of God. Wow, somebody saying these men are from God, listen to them, and he cast out the demons, and they beat them and put them in prison. Yes, there are demons called familiar spirit. There are demons who play all kinds of tricks. So the man is preaching, so you hear what he's preaching is true. But the source may be divination. The source may be demonic. The source of that information is occultic. And if what he's saying is true, you can see from the outside. If she turns around and says, and therefore the same God that Paul is preaching says, bring me your car. Don't marry this woman. Your father is a wizard. Your mother is this. You believe it. Why? Because he's a man of God. And therefore, ought to exercise discernment. So Paul was put in prison in Philippi. It was the same Philippi. A lot of things happened. And they were so excited. And they were supporting him. But after a while, uh, they backslided, as human beings would normally do. Well, but he continued, continued preaching. And they decided really later on to go and bless his work. And they blessed him. And he wrote a letter from prison thanking them. But that's just not really where we are today. But he was urging them that they ought to continue shining. In prison, the only thing he can do, seeing that the end is near, is to encourage you and I who think the end is coming so soon to keep on shining for God. Because the issue is not what happens around you. It's what happens in you. The issue is not who is in charge of any nation, any country. The issue is who is in charge of your life. And when God comes, what his opinion about you is. All these other factors can help you. But if the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is not happy with you and I, who are we? If he's not happy with us as a church, if he's not happy with us as a community, who really are we? So you see that to shine as Christians involved a lot of work. Today I'm going to talk about work, W-O-R-K. I took an outline from a book and I like that one. Uh, it repeats the first work, the second work. We see six types of work that they are to do in order to shine. In fact, without the brightness of God's spirit shining through you, 
you are dark. Remember at the beginning? In the beginning, the world was what? Dark. There was nothing. And God said, let there be what? Light. And there was light. So he is the source of light. If he doesn't shine through you, shine in you, or you don't allow him to shine through you, you become so opaque, you will not get it. But those details, like I said, some physicists or some chemists who let you see all those translucent and those things. I, I read a lot of those things. I said today I don't want to confuse anybody by confusing my own self. Let me just keep it simple and I won't confuse myself. Those who are better can do that. But he talks about the work. And when I finish, at the end I'll give you a quiz. You like quizzes. I'll ask you which of these six would you say is spirituality? Which is holiness? Which one is integrity? Which one is and is what? Nationalism. And which one is evangelism? So get ready for the lesson and get ready for the quiz which will be your application and exercise and we'll take it from there. In the book of Philippians, therefore, Paul tells them, or the Bible tells us, six things that we are to look out for when we are to shine as Christians. Shine, how to shine as a Christian. It all involves work. But the first work is to work out one's own salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out. I've heard this verse quoted in so many contexts. Work out your own marriage. Work out your own this. Work out your own this. The picture he's giving here is a picture that ought to be understood quite clearly. Now, you have gained admission to JHS, SHS, and, or university or somewhere. I mean, you've gained admission. It's like God has granted you salvation. Now, when you get to that school, SHS, JHS, you are already a student there. But you are to do what? Study and be disciplined. And at the end of the day, you will pass. You will get excellent. You will get great or you will fail. Now, when he talks about work out your own salvation, he's not talking about the salvation that comes because you work. You give offering to somebody. You rescue somebody from the baller. Uh, and uh, your works, your good works are put on a scale. They are better than your bad works and therefore you are going to heaven. Or you put your offering in, in a basket and it's burned. The basket says, Christ, hey, this is money. And then heaven recognizes it. No. They are told to work out that is to put into practice in their daily living what God had worked in them by his spirit. They are not told to work for their salvation, but they are told to work out the salvation God has already given them. So it's like somebody who has already gone to the university. If you wrote your exam and truly you wrote it and you passed, <laughs> you passed, then it means you have the capacity. If you pass your driving license, you didn't buy it, it means you already know how to drive. You get me? So now put it into practice. The rubber is meeting the road. So he said, work it out with fear and trembling. Meaning it is not easy. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be difficult. They'll give you exercises. You may have to mine or stay long and do some work and do some calculus and do some physics and do some work. Work it out. Or read some big, big, big fat books. Work it out. So it's not talking at all about what will save you. Because there are people who think that it is some of the disciplines they go through that saves them. From tomorrow, there is a fast declared by the Ghana Baptist Convention. 
Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? It's not the fasting that saves us. But we know there are strongholds against mission. There are strongholds in the world. There are strongholds and all kinds of noises that are being made by the forces of darkness. We are not the ones to remove them. But we are concentrating and working with God. Allowing him, his spirit to work through us. That some of these strongholds that we have identified. Why our church is not growing. Why our economy is not growing. Why there is so much rot around us. Lord help us. That together with you and your spirit's prompting. We shall become overcomers. So, the first work is work out your own salvation, deliverance through fear and trembling. To be completely delivered will not happen in this world. No, until Christ comes. But you can win the victories. You can get evidence of God working in you and testimonies of his goodness to us. That's what he told the Philippians. And for them, as a corporate body, he was talking to them as individuals, but also as a corporate body. Because they had some image that was not particularly good. You'll see that later on. So first one, work it out. Second, work. To work at obeying God's work in your heart. Or as some would say, the staring of God in your heart. To work on obedience. To work out the stirrings of God within their heart. As believers... If you are a child of God, you must learn and understand that you do not serve, excuse me to say, a dumb or a deaf and a mute God. Our God speaks. He speaks to us through circumstances. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through the songs that are sung. He speaks to us through your neighbors. He speaks to us a lot of things. The devil also speaks to us. But he's saying here, when he speaks to you, something within you will stare you that this is the voice of God. He's saying, go here, witness for me. Don't do this. Don't go here. Don't do this. When he stares you up like that, what do you do? Take Acts. Take Philip. He's just going to have a mighty revival. And there's a staring. Leave whatever you are doing and go to the desert. He said, What? But the man had been trained long enough to know this must be the voice of God. And he goes there and he sees the Ethiopian Enoch and he comes alongside the man and he's doing funny, funny things. He says, oh, why am I near this man? Finally, he hears the man reading. He said, do you understand? He said, how can I understand? Unless somebody tells me the staring of the spirit. So, what, is the, what are we to work out? Both divine enablement and human responsibility are involved in getting God's work done. Believers are partners with God, laboring together with him. So he stares you, he prompts you, you do what he asks you to do. He stops you, you stop. And as you go on over and over and over again, you become working, and, I mean partners, because you know the voice of your master. Like Abraham, you can testify. Like you and I, we can testify. And sometimes you've done something, nobody says it is sinful. But he tears you up. Say, go one year, one I'm a one year, afraid you didn't do well. He said, Lord, yes, sir. Because you have said, I haven't done well. I haven't done well. Doesn't matter what anybody says. First John 1 8 and 9, we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when he tells you, you work with him. So you work on obedience. 
Because sometimes trying to obey God will make you look like a fool. Like you are stupid. You are this. Somebody has given you a scholarship. You say you won't take it. Uh, uh, what? Uh, what? That type of scholarship. What? Uh, what type of scholarship it is? You know that type of scholarship. Oh, sugar daddy. Sugar mommy. You won't take it. No, I won't take it. Because the Lord says, thou shalt not. I will not. It is against the law of God. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not commit fornication. And he reminds you. Work out obedience to work out within the staring of God. So, my prayer for you and my prayer for myself, if I'm going to shine this year, Lord, Lord, like the psalmist who say, lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Lord, our fortunes are tied together. I am your child. So help me not to be led astray. When you speak, Lord, let me hear you. Lord, give me the strength and the courage to obey you, obey you, to obey you. That's how I will shine. Have you seen this child of mine? Have you seen this son? Have you seen this daughter? May that be your story this year. But remember, this is the second one. It involves what? Work. Working with the Lord. Third one. Work out at not memorying. Verse 14. I was surprised. That one too is work. <laughs> Do everything without complaining or arguing. Oh, I read that said how can that also be work? And I realize, yeah, we are saved by grace, but we are in the faith. We are in the faith, but we are in the world. And as for the world, hey, the talk, we like talking. Criticizing, we like criticizing. Complaining, we like complaining. Then my mind went to that famous story about Moses and the children of Israel. Oh my God, who are these? These slaves, who eventually God says, lead them out to go and worship me. Let them go and worship me. Finally, they start going and things become hard, small. You say, Moses, why? Is it because, we, I mean, we don't have any graves. We have luxury graves, air-conditioned graves. <laughs> air-conditioned graves in Egypt. That's why you, you brought us here to die in this desert and be mummified like Egyptian mummies, dry, frozen, that nobody will even eat for kebab. He said, what's wrong with you? Look, uh, what, what type of food is this? Manna. Look, look, we used to eat garlic. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, we used to eat pepper. No, you know, our spices. I mean, we've missed them. What type of food is this? Look, when we were cooking in Egypt and you smell it, you know, yes. You know that story about the man who lost his teeth and uh, he couldn't eat. One day the children were asking, oh, Grandpa, why is it that these days you don't eat anything, you only eat the children's uh, puree, you know, all this. So, look, we've eaten before. We have chopped before. And when you get there, you see. That's about so that's what they were telling Moses. Moses, we've eaten, oh, we've eaten. Finally, God said, get the quills, eat it. And say, ah, well, what is this? Quail, everyday quail, everyday. Oh, this is boring. Then the sister and the brother started. What, what is this, Moses? This boy, this small boy who was born and put on water. If I didn't go there to go and watch him, he would have been lost. But look at him. Is he the only one God can talk to? Oh, if the brother and the sister can talk like that. Oh, then the rest, oh, 
plenty. So all the camp, the camp, this Moses, the man is praying and fasting. We don't even know where he is. Where is he? Is he fasting? Do you know if he went to the mountain there to sleep? He left us here in the valley. He's gone somewhere to find some cave somewhere. The man is feasting and is eating over there. All kinds of rumors and memory. God said, Moses, when you go there, you see them. They are not memory against you, but against me. And I've heard everything. And I'll deal with them. I like Moses too much. He's not normal. Ah! <laughs> He's not normal. Said, I'll deal with them. God, you, you do what? You deal with them. I'll kill all of them. And only you and your children will go to the promise and say, God, I beg you. you this one, you've got it wrong. Look. You see, God, please, they are memory because they are human beings. You made them in, in your image. Lord, you yourself, you were there. There were only two of them. One called Eve. And she fell. Now, this is what they have plenty. You know, memory and sin is contagious. So, God, if you kill them, all the people where we came from, hey, this God took them, he couldn't. God starts, he's not able to finish. So, God, I beg you, don't kill them. So, what type of character is Moses? God said, there's no man like him. So, it's a human pattern. What the point here is, it's not as if we don't have things to complain about, but to do it at the back and not do it forward. To do it not with a sense of correcting, but always finding fault. To criticize that is destructive. No, as human beings, we see differently. Oh, someone said, this pastor, when he's talking, he uses his left. Yes, because he's left-handed. Okay, I'll try and use my right. When he's talking to use his right too much. Okay, fine. So why do you use your left? You know, it is disrespect. I know. Only sometimes I forget. The first way I knew it, can I tell you? So I stopped the taxi. They were all no stopping. Finally, one stopped. Says, you small boy. Yes. Wait. When you grow old, you have a lot of money. Eh? Then you can stop me with your left hand. Then I know you pay me well. I said, what? Then he drove away. I said, what, what, what did I do? You said, you were stopping with my left. I, said, I didn't even think about it. He just drove off. I said, oh, oh, oh I see. So, uh, but it, it, gets, it gets better than that. So my, my, my aunt, we went for family meeting, and she was so uh, discouraged that our village we don't have a chief or don't have a king or whatever they call them. That's why I'm ready. They said, oh, we are ready. I said, be. Oh, so, oh, the pastor wants to be a king. He wants to be our village chief. I said, auntie, please, I beg you. You remember I'm a leftist. Ah, you should have told me earlier. I wouldn't have wasted my energy to congratulate. <laughs> uh, it's only in America that I feel fine because then I can say, oh, President Bush was a lefty. Gerald Ford was a lefty. Who we John? Oh, the, some of the pre- President Clinton was a lefty. But in Ghana, oh, it, it doesn't matter. All I'm saying, uh, when you're working at membrane, you not even find out what the reason is, what the point is, what the correction you can make. But it's destructive and destructive and destructive. It doesn't help. And they were doing it. In, in Paul's case here, they were even complaining gossiping about what was happening in the church among unbelievers. And in front of their children and at workplaces. 
So whatever was happening in the house was on the street. So I said, what, what type of testimony do you have as believers? Some were even taking each other to court. This, this is Greece. Eh? They were taking each other to court. First Corinthians, Philippians, and they were all neighbors. What type of life are you leading? Don't you have adults in your midst? Don't you have judges? Don't you have sensible people? Don't you have pastors? Don't you have deacons? Don't you have shepherds? Can't you settle your own matters? Can't you agree to disagree? Can't you talk together? Stop just murmuring and murmuring and not listening. What, what type of thing is wrong with you? Work at not murmuring. Come on, straight. He said, Lord, oh, we didn't know that this was also part of the game. Say, yeah, that is how you shine. If you don't want to shine, go on. But if you want to shine, it is work. That somebody told the man, the psychiatrist, I talk too much. The man said, well, talk like what? So when somebody says A, by the time they finish, I'm at Y. He said, okay, next time it happens, put a stone in your mouth. He said, what? Uh-huh. They to remind you that God gave you two ears to listen twice, two eyes to listen, uh, to watch twice, and one mouth, two plus two, before you talk. So this one there, he said, try it when it works, come and pay me. Work at not memory. Can we hear that? So their, their, their testimony was dull. They didn't shine. Third work. Work at not memory. Fourth work. Hmm. Be pure. Work at being pure. I just put in some, some word there. Pure translates. Forget about that word. Once a while we just put those words in like a Professor Botte, then you know that she went to seminary to go and do some Greek and Hebrew and all those things. So, Akeraroi, the name Christ, not even nice. A word that was used of wine that had not, that had not been diluted and metal which had not been weakened in any way. The thing is J. It means it's correct. The wine is not dilute. The metal is 100%. The gold has no impurity. Is the highest character. So when you say work at being pure, God knows you have chaff in you. He knows I'm soiled. He knows I made his image, but I am under what? Young people, I'm under construction. That's right. I'm a construction site. But work in such a way that I'll become pure. That will not become galamse. I'll not be dirty. Work at it. Let all these impurities go. So whatever things are lovely, noble, pure, if there's anything, think about these things. Work at it. Yeah, because if somebody goes to buy, I mean, you go and buy something, and the thing is counterfeit, what do they do? They jail you. Or even here, here they will just give you your money back. I remember giving some, uh, trying to pay $100 to somebody in America. The person put a pen on it, and as they would put the pen, so ask him, please, so what happens if you find that what I'm giving you is counterfeit? And so it's easy. I just call the police straight. You go to prison. I said, oh, but they gave it to me at the bank. So when you go, you go and tell the judge. I said, oh, really? Say yes, it's that simple. Because he has no power to determine where you took it from. If it's impure, it is impure. God knows we are working in an environment. Sometimes what you hear Friends, don't let us think these things are too far away. Sometimes you may not even cause it. You know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you go out, 
you are driving your car gently, you are minding your business, the speed limit is 40, you are driving 37, then somebody crosses you, then he comes back again, he crosses you, and before you know what, you raise your hand and say a few things that come out of your mouth. So remember that story I told you about the boy, the mother used to take them to school every time, and one day, the father decided to take them. Then, the children came and said, hey, mommy, today, when we went with daddy to school, come and see, Abwa, there's Abwa, there's Kwashia, they were goats, they were stupid, they were lions. But away from all those things that were on the road, the children said, what, what what's that? Daddy, he was just calling them, calling them like that. <laughs> he was calling them. He said, you wait. Tomorrow morning, when we meet at breakfast, ask that question. Daddy will give you an answer. So the children, they prayed as we were about to go to school. Then they were debating, who will take the children to school? Say, oh, mommy will take us to school. Say, when I took you yesterday, didn't you like it? He said, no, daddy, there were too many animals on the road. Which animals? Oh, there were lions. There were goats. They were stupid. They were foolish. Where were they? He said, but daddy, you are calling them. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Work at being pure. It is work. Because out of the normal thing, the normal pit, the normal things will come out. May the Lord help us to shine for him. And sometimes some of the words that come out of our mouth, we cannot even collect them. We cannot take them back. They are so toxic. They are so... Uh, those people who say, no, I won't go there, I won't go that far. Uh, I think you are getting the point, eh? Are you there? Are you with me? The way you are laughing at me, I think I'm the only one who is not pure. You people are pure. Girl, I'm safe, people. <laughs> work at being pure. Tell yourself, I'll work at it. By the grace of God. I'll shine for Jesus. Number five. The Bible is a big book. Work at witnessing. Now, witnessing not only with what you say, but with what you do. Evidently, the believers were complaining to God and each other. They were complaining to God about things that had happened, complaining to each other, and arguing with each other. As a result, they were finding fault among the unregenerate that were not, and were not shining as stars in the world. Because of what they were doing, they were not shining as stars in the world. Somebody said, look, your actions are so loud that I can't hear what you are saying, I can't hear your words. He said, no. Work at witnessing. Witnessing not only with what you are saying, but with what you are doing. Let your light so shine before men and women that they'll do what? They'll hear you. They'll hear us. They'll do what? They'll see our good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. This year, Lord, help me. Not only with what I see, but what I do as well. Beloved, the two go together. Some people can see you and see you and see you. When they see you a long time, they, think, they will think that you are an angel, you missed your flight to go to heaven, so you live among them. You are so pure, you are so holy. They look at you and say, I can never be like this woman. I can never be like this one. This one is an angel. But you never open your mouth to say, it is the Lord who who has done it. I am a believer. I'm under construction. I also struggle. The Lord is doing it in my life. So 
Don't just say, I will live and not speak. Live and speak. There are two sides of the same coin. Hallelujah. Number six, the last one. And followed the example of sacrificial labor. Work at sacrifice. That's Paul. Paul knows where he came from. The man was a sold out slave for Jesus. So he's, he was striving to work for Jesus. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ and I live. And the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the grace of God who died for me. Philippians 1.21 many of us quoted for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now look at what he's saying over here. That his life he, he had gone to see some people pour libation to their gods, to their idols. They do it in, their, in our in our tribes, in our cultures, they do it all this time, pouring libation, calling Mao Subolisa or Atana, they call all of these people. Paul saying, Look, for me, I'm not interested in those things. For me, I am suffering for you. I am praying on my knees that you will be transformed. I'm struggling that the Lord will bless the work of your hand, that you will shine. And this cost me a lot. I've lost a lot of friends. Even you Philippians, because I'm teaching you some of this, and sometimes you neglected me, but it doesn't make any difference to me. My life is being poured as a libation to the Lord. And I'm ready. He viewed himself as being poured like a drink offering on behalf of the Philippians. So no matter what happens, I'll be on my knees. I'll be interceding for you. I'll give my all to the Lord because I know who has called me. I know when I shined for him at the end of time you say well done good and faithful servant. It is not about you, it's about him. It's not about me Paul it's about what my master wants me to do and I know and I've accepted it that if I'm going to shine it is work and I thank you for giving me the opportunity to work but that shining is not for me alone. It's for all of us. Now, let's go to the quiz. Shine. Shine. Now help me. Which of these six things refers to, can you say, applies to spirituality? Which of the works apply to spirituality? Just no correct answer. And uh, for the sake of making it more interesting, I'll come down with you and be at your level, not to intimidate you, but just to encourage further dialogue. Sunday school teachers, we're having to have interactive. Yeah, which one is shine, spirituality? Which one? Work at obedience. What is spirituality? Spirituality means you are becoming like God, in the image of God, being transformed, being connected to God. You are like him. Like father, like son. Be ye perfect. Alright, so he's telling you, work at it. Which one? He says you should work at. Work at obedience. Which one is number two? Obedience. Work at obedience. Alright. Which anyone else? Anything else? All of them. 
I like that. Okay, I like that. I mean, that's the easy one. I like that. All of that. All right. In particular, H. H is what? Holiness. Number four. Work at doing what? Pure. Pure. No BC Basa. No Galamse. No 50 40. You know, do you know, have you gone to buy a, a Konko? Do you know what the women use in the market? They call it Olonka. They have Olonka. One Olonka. When they turn it, you see something is at the bottom. What is it? Mama, you're laughing. What is at the bottom? And they put in wax. Or put in wax. In Ghana, they don't weigh anything. Even where they weigh, they adjust the scale. My friend in Lebanon was telling me that they went to a filling station and the man was supposed to sell one liter of fuel. When they measured it, it was 1.01. He said, no, you have failed. He said, why? He said, no, one liter is one liter. If you multiply that by 100, and somebody is feeling the articulator, and you get problems. I said, oh, this one, me, I would have taken as a blessing of God. <laughs> I bought 100 liters, and I got point. I said, no, 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 no. It should be exact. Close down your station, go and report and rectify it. Say so he was standing there. Say so he had lived in Ghana for so long that 1.01, somebody should close the filling station. Say, yay. At being pure, the standard is high. Tell someone the standard is high. Jehovah help us. So holiness is God's standard. It's not mine. It's not Fred Digby. It's not uh, uh, Kingsley or it's not uh, uh, Botte. It's not uh, Mr. Bluecoat. Yeah? It's not ours. H is pure. Anything else? All right, let's try. I is what? Integrity. Let your yes be yes, let your no be no. You come to church on time. Eight o'clock is eight o'clock. And that's the message, eh? All right, thank you. Which one is I? Which of the six points can you say is I? Number three, which is? Not memoring. Yes, speak the truth in love. Tell it. But say it in love. Is that all the integrity? Number six is what? Follow the example of sacrifice. You are willing to sacrifice. Okay, we have two more. Nationalism. Number six is what? Sacrifice. Yeah, sacrifice. Anywhere you have not sown, collecting, <laughs> changing the skills, eh? telling lies. You are not impure. Nationalism. If we work diligently as Christians, people will see how we are working, telling the truth at work, being holy, our nation will prosper. Amen. The light is there, it's green, you stop, it's yellow, you will wait. Yellow means get ready to go faster. <laughs> the amber. Red means cross it before they catch you. Red means, yellow means look left, right, left, right. If it's not coming, dash it. And then look back. And when there's nobody watching you, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, Christoni, work. Shino, can you mean? Then they will look at me and say, "Oh, Papa, I was I was looking at a cartoon with my wife. I was showing her. There was this pastor. He would preach, preach, preach. Finally, he went somewhere. The man sat down. The cartoon says, 12,000 miles away from home.' 
They said, now I've got the chance to do what I really want to do. So he took this nice fat cigar. Then he lighted the match. Ooh. Then there, were, there was a gentleman and a man said, ah, that man looks like our pastor. <laughs> 12,000 miles away from home. He said, he looks like our pastor. I said, so I showed him, he said, oh, really? Oh, Sofomoko. <laughs> yeah, now evangelism. Uh-huh. Which one? Workout witnessing. No, but even before the witness, you see how all these other things contribute to witnessing. Did you hear the story about a man who went to a certain town and he entered the bus? There, those are the places where you, people pay bus fare, you pay and then they take you. So he gave the man, and the man gave him money and he gave him more than enough. The man sat at the back and said, Oh, uh, well, it's 50 best words. It's one CD. The man gave me 75p. So, well, fine. He struggled with it. Finally, he said, went to the bus conductor and said, please, I think you gave me more than necessary. The bus driver looked at him and said, I know, but I was just checking you out. I am a new person in town and I've been looking for a church to attend. I came to your church. I thought it was a very lively church. And you preach big, 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 big. So I just gave you more change than necessary to see what you do with it. Now that you have given me, I think I'll come back to church. How many of us have betrayed the Lord? Let's bow our heads in prayer. How many of us? How are we going to shine? You see, when you shine like this, you are a testimony for God. He will bless you. You are seeking first his kingdom. He will bless you. You don't need any anointing prophetic declaration on your head. If it will come, it will come from God himself. But if you are not following the standard of God, working with him, following his tearings, his promptings, all that you are doing may not be pleasing to our maker. Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. Lord, I want... To be a Christian in my heart, in my heart, Lord, I want. Thank you. Maybe if your light comes up, the darkness around you will start to go away. And little by little, there will be more light around us. It's not in the number of 70% Christians in the nation. Forget that number. We have deceived ourselves for too long. Maybe it's just 3%. And maybe we may be part of the 3% Christians and we can make the difference. It starts with me, me. Into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and silver than the unknown. That shall be to you better than light and silver than a known way. May the Almighty God guide us as we have begun a new year to put our hand in His hand that it will be better than light and safer than a known way. In Jesus' name.